Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors, where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. So today's episode was inspired by a recent person that came up to me and said, Alicia, I don't know why my events are falling flat. And I want to talk about this topic because I think it's important to understand how you're going to be able to sell your events out with ease and where you should start because everybody starts on different ends of the spectrum. If you have a full-fledged community and you want to put on a 500-person event, I'd say definitely. But if you're starting out with no list, you don't know where to start in terms of marketing, let's go over some key points that are going to help you to not fall flat and hopefully start strong and build your way up to lucrative events. The first reason that I see very often with my coaching clients, they come to me and they want to sell an event and they want to put a great experience together is that there is an overall lack of direction. There's no vision. There's no goal setting. There are no benchmarks. There's nothing that I can put my hands on tangibly and say, okay, great. We've not met that goal. Let's reestablish and reassess. I see too much of this happening, especially in the entrepreneurship world where entrepreneurs start an event like it's this easy task. And it may be easy to an event planner or strategist, but for somebody who's never planned an event before, you may not know the logistics of planning an event in terms of the foundation. So always start with a direction. I always say start like as if it was a business. You need to lay out an event business plan for your event. Talk about your target audience, how you're going to market, what is going to establish this event aside from the competition, because that is very important as events are popping up everywhere these days. And I see so many competitors and events happening on the same day. October is the craziest month for events in my world. Anyway, there's literally at least 85 events that I know of in the world right now that are happening. So remember, you need to go back to the foundation and this takes time. When you want to plan an event in six or less months and it's your very first event and you have no brand and you have nothing behind you to back you up with credibility and trust, you're going to need a heck of more time to do this you're going to need a heck of a lot more time in order to prepare and mentally prepare as well as foundationally prepare. Number two, DIY disaster. And I mean this with the most love from my heart, but when you are planning an event and you have your boyfriend or your friend or your cousin or your five-year-old daughter planning your event, you're really heading for disaster. And again, it might sound very simple to plan an event for 100 people, not a problem. But 
you have to think of every single thing in terms of strategic direction and planning. So negotiating with the hotel, did you know that you can negotiate to get what you want? Probably not. Actually booking the room, there are so many times where I see people booking the wrong room for your event. I mean, it has nothing to do with your brand. If your brand is flowy, feminine, and beautiful, and you book an industrial concrete floor with exposed beams, I don't think that matches your brand. So you have to think of your brand integrity. You have to think of the direction that your event is going to go through in terms of social media. There are so many things to think about and to plan. And it's not an easy task. You need a team. You need an event planner, coordinator, company to guide you through what is next. If you don't know what is next, then I highly encourage you to hire somebody that does know what's next. Number three, marketing hacks. Because we're so online, the whole world is on Google every day, in Gmail, on Facebook, all those fun things. You need to know what kind of landing page an event landing page looks like. How do you present yourself on social media? How do you distribute content? All of these things to prepare yourself for an event are absolutely crucial. I think one of the biggest problems that I see is not understanding what your event is about. I think that's the number one thing that when I land on an event website, somebody says, can you assess my event? What is happening? Why am I not selling tickets? The very first thing that I see is I don't know what your event is about. And if I don't know what your event is about in the first three seconds of landing on your event website, where it says entrepreneur town, and I don't know, it's like, okay, what's it about? Doesn't tell me in a tagline, I want to go to this event within three seconds. So the clarity is lacking, the communication, the description, everything that when somebody lands on your website for the first time ever, it has to be compelling. It really, really does. So what does it take to create an event landing page or sales page or funnel to really sell people into the idea of coming to the event? Because if they don't know you, they don't know anything about your business and they're landing on your event page the first time, most likely they won't buy. They have to think about it. They come back. You know that there are seven touches in order for someone to actually buy their product. So they have to come back seven times and then they will purchase your product or your event sales ticket. What does it actually take to create a sales page that sells? And if you don't know this, and that's okay, if you don't know this, then enlist in somebody that does. And figure out after thousands of event assessments that I've done, I know exactly what sells, I know exactly how to fix it. And I, again, encourage you to either A, if you don't have the budget, go and look at other competitors' websites or event sales pages that are similar to yours, or even to see the foundation and the layout of what they're doing. I'm not saying copy, but that will help you say, ah, I get it. That event is successful. I understand why. Your social media presence is, again, very, very integral and very, very important because Typically an event, you need to have somebody that backs this event. For instance, if one of my clients are hosting an event and it is Legendary Life Live with Tarzan K and Sage, they're going to be on social media selling their event every which way, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, through email communication, through strategic brand partnerships. They're everywhere all the time talking about their event. This is probably number two, is that I don't see you talking about your event. Why your events are falling flat is because I do not see you out there marketing every day 
like a badass, like somebody who wants to sell tickets because you're too fearful to actually sell the tickets and do the damn thing. So remember, regularly distributing content about your brand and your event in this cohesive strategy is going to help you sell your tickets. People need to see the value of your event. Highlight and market the benefits instead of the features. I say this regularly. Your benefits are going to sell your event. You are going to sell your event because you are the face of your business. So you need to show up for your people, whether that's through podcasting, content, blogs, networking, events, whatever content source and channel you're doing, showing up consistently. And again, through social media, through your compelling event offer, it has to happen on a daily. Engaging with your target attendees as well. Number four. When you engage with your target attendees on a daily, this kind of goes hand in hand with your social media, but when you're getting in the excitement phase of, oh my goodness, it's happening, I'm coming up to my event, and you're reposting they've bought a ticket or you're answering their questions as they come in. I'm talking living, breathing, eating, all things event. It doesn't have to be scary. (laughs) I'm not saying buy my tickets, buy my tickets are into this crazed state of mind. But when you take a deep breath and you come back and actually are excited about your event, if you're not excited about your event, people will know. If you're desperate to sell tickets and saying, buy my tickets, oh my gosh, buy my tickets every single day, I'm telling you, you're going to hear crickets. If you've heard crickets, go back and reestablish what you're trying to accomplish at your event in the first place. Because if you haven't done that, you're missing pieces. When you miss pieces, you don't sell tickets. So remember, engage with your target attendees, answer, excite, engage, surprise, come up with ideas in order for people to win a contest or win a scholarship, you need to be excited about your event. And I'll never forget a conversation I had with a friend last year. And she said, I'm not excited about my event anymore. And that kind of stuck with her because she thought, oh my goodness, I am getting the ticket sales get the best of me because I don't see ticket sales reaping in every single day. What am I going to do? And at that point, if you don't see the ticket sales happen that you want to, Step back, reassess your goals, because if your goals are too aggressive for somebody that has a smaller community, and even if you have a smaller community, I'm not saying that anything is possible, but if you have a smaller community and you want a thousand people at your event, probably not, right? If you have a smaller community, 100 people, yes, but you have to be highly, highly engaged and nurturing and having a community and fans, super fans that have your back no matter what. So remember, engaging daily about your event is so critical to selling your tickets. And remember, desperation in your posts and the way that you bring your event to a platform is, again, people will know. They will know if you are desperate to sell tickets. Number five, promo your sponsors. If you have sponsors or speakers or vendors or partners, have them promo the event. You don't want to have these relationships with people that don't help you because you're helping them. If you're going to be promoting them on social, you're going to send out a newsletter, you're going to do a blog, you're going to do a podcast about them and they haven't done anything, reevaluate 
Because when you have sponsors that don't work on your behalf, that's not an equal partnership. These are not long-term. This is somebody that doesn't care or doesn't really have your back. So promo your sponsors and then have them promo the event. Get into the collaboration field. Maybe you want affiliates. Maybe there's something more that you can do to get the word out. If you're at your last stretch, you're like, I'm at the last stretch of my event. It's the 11th hour, Alicia. (laughs) And I don't know what to do. Go out there, do your best and accept it because you're still gonna give the best damn experience to those people that did sign up. Even if you had only 50 people and you wanted 100, give those 50 people the best darn experience that they have ever come across in your live event because those 50 people will tell two, three of their friends. And then the next time you do host an event, hopefully you do, there's gonna be 100 people. And the next time, 150. And you can grow and establish and scale from that point. 50 people, 25 people, 10 people even, you have to start somewhere. Don't get caught up in the numbers. Get caught up in serving those people very well. And remember, those are the people that are going to make your business. Go from 10 people to a 100-person event type business where you are focused on events and speaking and collaborations. Number six, I feel like I've lost count. (laughs) Highlight what's unique about your event. And there may be some things that you are doing that no one else is doing. And if you are doing the same things, then that's okay too. But why is it unique? Maybe there's a different teacher that does things a different way. Maybe the way that you plan your events in your small little touches. But highlight what's unique about your event and why people should leave their house, get a babysitter, drive, fly, train, snowmobile over to your event, And it's going to also help them make the decision. Remember, that's not going to be the only thing that they're going to decide on. Yes, I'm coming to your event because there's yoga in the morning. No, because the entire experience is going to be beneficial to them and the uniqueness about certain elements of the event. I went to Summit of Slay last year with Jamie King and her event was so unique because she had a drag show, she had glitter, and the vendors were out of this world. It was one of the most fun events I have ever been to. Her event was very unique, it was very well organized, and I remember, I'll never forget this glitter bar that I went to, and I had glitter all over myself, and it was just drag queen show, and fun, and excitement, and vendors, it had a unique value proposition. So remember, highlight what's unique about your event and don't forget that one time on social media, highlighting that uniqueness is not enough. You're gonna have to do it several times over the course of three to four, five, six months, whatever your marketing plan looks like. Number seven, strong follow-up campaign. You don't wanna risk being forgotten because if somebody lands on your event website and you don't have a retargeting pixel to say, hey, wait a second, this event is awesome and you have a video that highlights the benefits and the features and the uniqueness and you and your community, people can't resist a good time, really. So highlighting the experience and really getting into the heads of your target attendees is going to sell your tickets. Also a reminder to that, a secondary kind of reminder, a little golden nugget tip here, is that people do wait to the very, very last possible second to purchase tickets, depending on the brackets of where they fall into the target audience and demographics. So we did a study a couple of years ago with an event company, BizBash, and we surveyed people on when they purchased tickets according to their age and their demographics and, and who they were in life. 
And it was very surprising that most people, 80% of people, purchase a ticket to an event three weeks before the event. And that is very typical across different categories and different things. But if your age demographic is 19 to 25, you're targeting millennials, they literally wait until the last day to purchase an event ticket. If your age range is 45 plus, they're more planners. They'll purchase tickets months in advance. So remember that all these contributing factors are really going to help you understand. It's really just a very basic understanding of, oh yes, Alicia, I didn't do this or I didn't know about people buying tickets at this specific time. So just to recap, reasons events fail. It's a very (laughs) negative topic, but I want you to not fail. And I want you to sell those tickets out because I know how much work and tiresome event planning endless nights and all those logistics and negotiations, all that behind the scenes stuff, I get it. I live it every single day. So again, to recap, no specific audience. You have a weak concept. You perhaps are ignoring technology or social media or not showing up for your audience. Maybe you have a hectic registration or lines. I've seen some events that are backed up out the door and registration is not a breeze. Maybe you have poor promo material, too much tech lacking in human interaction expression. You haven't created content or actually engaged with your target attendees. You haven't highlighted what's unique about your event. So remember that creating content that elicits an emotional response, right? Boredom prevention is really going to help you and your event. I just want to mention that funding is no excuse for a failed event. Have you heard of Fire Festival? I'm sure we all have. But funding it on a large scale, if you are planning an event and you're saying to yourself, I'm going to get $100,000 in event sponsorship, Rethink your strategy, start small, work your way up and create those strategic brand partnerships. That is the most important thing that you can do for your business and for you, because if you're all about the money, which I love money, don't get me wrong, and you're going to love money for your event when you can actually get established first as a business and then work on those strategic partnerships in the long term. So long term partnerships key here. Again, if you have challenges and you're thinking to yourself, why isn't my event selling out? I don't know how to sell tickets. I don't know what to do. I want you to reassess your entire way of marketing your event and your business and think about what can I do from this list that I've provided you to increase it. Just take one, just do one little thing from this podcast and see how it's going to up-level or sell a ticket. So if you are thinking about doing some more marketing for your event, and you're like, Alicia, my event landing page is kick-ass, but I'm not on social media promoting it or talking about it or making people excited about it, do something now. Or when you are at that phase, see how it goes, because every target audience demographic is going to respond different to it. So I want you to join me in my Facebook group called Six Figure Events and Retreats, where I talk all things events, retreats, marketing, sponsorships, and ask questions about your event. I really want you to meet me over there because I get some really good feedback from our really growing community at this point who are all interested in events and retreats and how to market them, how to sell them out, and where to start. So thanks for joining me on this episode, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. 
Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the event space.